All right, guys, what's going on? This is Carlos, CEO of GAR Capital and your host of the GAR Capital podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to join us this afternoon, wherever you may be listening. Appreciate it as always. It is Friday, March 3rd. I have Nick, VP of GAR Capital with me. What's up, man? Good afternoon, guys. So uh, finally, the market's week is over. Kind of a fun one, would you say? Well, it was good. It was a great week. I mean, <laughs> just I mean, good. Well, it was good. I mean, listen, yeah. we talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. We were saying, well, you know, we kind of identified that area, right? You guys remember and basically played out, give or take five points. So right. It was, it was great. Yeah. So remind the audience what you talked about yesterday. Maybe some of them, some people did not listen to the podcast last week. Shame on you. Kidding. Not shame right. on you. But uh, I remember specifically you were talking about 3920. Right. We, we hit the low on ES at 39.23, so yes. let's give Nick his flowers. I'm kidding. No. Listen, at the end of the day, guys, information, anyone can have an opinion, but the difference with Nick and I and the team is that we act upon this information. Right. We played calls at the end of the week. Right. We so we did a very well job, um, but we also had that NVIDIA put out. Was that one of those trades, in your opinion? Do it all over again. Would you change a thing? No. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. No, because you have to stick with your analysis. Right. And, you know, I, I, I understand that, look, you have, to, you have to understand that not every trade is going to be created equally. And especially when you're trading options, you know, especially the short-dated ones, mm-hmm. you have to, you know, you have to understand you're under a time constraint as always. But at the same time, if nothing was invalidated, you got to let, as I say, let them, you know, got to see how the movie ends. Right. right, right. You gotta give them a little bit of a leash, a little bit of leeway. You gotta let them run and let them do what they want, and then you gotta see how the movie ends. If, mm-hmm. As long as you weren't validated, and that's that's one of the biggest things. Um, you want to you don't want to operate from a standpoint of fear and doubt. You want to operate from a standpoint that you are in control, that you know when things will be invalidated. Correct. So here's my question to you in regards to trade setups yeah. or when someone is in a trade. This is my thinking. Let me know if you have if you agree. If someone's worried about a trade, they went too heavy. Would you agree with that? I would say that you're probably right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's the thing, you know, uh, when it comes to risk management is that we want to make sure that we have the risk in check so we don't lose sleep at night. This is already hard as it is. You don't have to make it harder. You don't need to do hard mode or legendary mode if anyone played Halo back in the day. Right, right, right. So it I mean You know what's a good question I always get? Here's a good one. Why don't you trade with a higher amount, Carlos, on the Discord? It would show, uh, like, you know, you're more, you're more confident in the trade. And and putting, I want to quell that myth that putting more money into something makes you more confident. It doesn't. I think it actually makes you a little more reckless. Um, Because it's more, what you're trying to do there is trying to soothe your ego. And regardless of what anyone may think about whoever, uh, you're here to make money and that's it. I mean, th- this market doesn't allow room for egos. It'll humble you rather quickly. Right. So, you know, listen, I just want to say this. Yes, we're doing great this year. We're doing great now. But man, that market could take it away from you in a heartbeat. Right. So this that. is important to listen to if you're listening. Right. Don't get cute. We've been on a nice run. But prepare yourself. It could get ugly too in terms of chop. Doesn't mean we're going to go straight down. I'm talking about just range-bound chop with really not much to do or just ugly premium moving, maybe some news. 
again, we know the drill. So the problem that I know after doing this for eight years is that individuals, when they get hot, they go really heavy thinking it's a casino slot machine mm -hmm. instead of being just consistent. You know, it's the tortoise and the hare, man. Okay. Just be consistent. It's true. And, and I know I had a student today. Shout out to Drew. He's a great student. Mm -hmm. um, he's been doing. He's been doing great. And the the issue with that with the issue with risk management is, or at least in terms of, in, in general, is that listen, most traders they incur losses, big ones when they're on a hot streak, right after. So the biggest thing to do is stay consistent. You know, and I was telling Drew today, I was like, look, man, the one of the one of the most important things that you know that I do is you know you have to keep it. You have to keep it be be very, um, you know, have an even keel. Like you don't want to go too high, too low. Too low. Just be consistent. And we talked about that last time on the podcast. You know, we were saying, look, you you asked me a question about you know tracking the trades and mm -hmm. all that stuff. That's really important. You know, because again, people that sign up that they want to join and, and they take the trades. Look, we have no idea what you're risking. We don't know. We, 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 we have no clue. Yeah, we're not your fund managers. We're a signal service group. And we'll explain and uh, kind of show you some things, but we don't have control over your capital. That's up to you. And nor would I want to, to be honest, because everyone's different. You know, and I said that on our chat room. I was like, you know, to some people, 10000 is nothing. And to some people, $100 is everything or $1,000 is everything. So again, uh, everyone's different. Uh, I would just keep this in mind when it comes to trading or money in general. I always take this advice from my uh, what third grade teacher, keep your eyes on your own paper. You know, you don't, what, what other people do does not affect you. And that's one of the biggest things in your first few years is get away from the noise. Mm -hmm. Get, look, you, you have some people that you guys might follow, you're looking at Twitter, you're looking at this and that. You, it's gonna, you're gonna create a bias just, or you're gonna be confused and, and, and doubtful. I don't look at what anyone says. I, I'm, with, I'm in the office with who I need to be, right? So it doesn't matter what anybody's opinion is, what they think. You need to just have that wherewithal that you trust yourself. So you're not the big zero hedge world's ending. That's now, not you. Now, granted, <laughs> when it comes to data, when it comes to, yes. you know, like when you have some, some serious data coming out, let's say GS posts some stats, you have Bank of America posting some statistics. Sure. Okay. That, those are nice. It's nice to see. It's nice to read. And if you ever want to read that, that is on our Twitter, at Gar Capital, which is free for everybody. Go ahead. So that's nice to read. But someone's opinion on something, and granted, we're giving you our opinion, but I'm saying... <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I'm like, ah. Uh. Right, right. But my, my point is, is that, look, it's just, it's just if, you, if you have too many opinions, you're going to be bogged down and you're going to have... Paralysis of analysis. Exactly. So I would say, at least for me... The best thing to do is just to learn the craft. You can, you know, Stick, create your own system. Create your own, have a system in place, and try not to, try not to, try to block out the noise. Mm. You know, there's a lot of noise. Everybody wants to be. They want to have their. You know, they want to be right. People flip flop all the time. You're gonna have people say one thing, and the next day they say another thing. It's, it's so you're 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 just kind of in a in a shouting match. People just want to be right. It's not about being right. It's about getting it right. There's yeah, a, that's the difference. Amen, man. That's so true. Uh, I'm, you know, we've seen, we've talked to many people throughout our tenure, obviously trading, and you know, people may change, but human nature doesn't. Right. Uh, again, it's always the constant fear versus greed. 
you know, greed versus fear. Right. And uh, there's nothing that changes sentiment faster than prices, right? And just to kind of give you guys a little bit of perspective on where we are on the S&P, you are basically at the same level we were in May. Right. So if, yeah. if you bought the S&P in May and did nothing else, you're break even. Right. <laughs> and so to Carlos's point yeah. about, look. But you could trade it. Yes. To Carlos's point, he mm-hmm. was saying, look. Guys, the, the next couple of weeks might be choppy. Yes. And I was talking with about uh, this with Drew earlier today, saying, look, right now you have the big up move, you have the down move, right? Pretty much played out. Right. Now you're going to get chopped a little bit. Okay. So you got to be mindful, again, going back to risk, you have to be mindful of your risk. You have to know what conditions are you trading in. And right now, you're kind of in no man's land, a yeah. little bit. You could say, well, look, we closed above the 200. We did. That's great. Okay, great. We did. But you're still stuck in a tight range. So that means that the moves are going to be smaller and you have to be extra nimble, at least until things change. Well, let's be fair. This was a really great candle today. It was daily a beautiful can- candle. Great daily candle today. And we'll see what it's worth. But I'm just saying, yeah. again, from experience, you and I both know yes. that... Typically, after you get a big run-up, a big down move, what happens? You have consolidation. You have a consolidation period. So if you're going into the market next week or maybe the following week and you're trying to, you know, you have some analysis or something, just be careful. It's my point. You're going to go both directions again. Mm -hmm. You're not going to have clean moves up or down. It's going to be choppy. Not only that, but I mean, it's not even an investable market yet. Nothing has really broken. Uh-uh. If you really zoom out the S&P 500, uh, at least in terms of range, yeah, we've had some deviations below 3,800. But for the most part, we've been between 4,150, 4,175, and 3,800 now since May. Right. So, I mean, what, 10 months? 10 months, right? Uh-huh. In t- 10 months in a pretty wide range consolidation. And this was with all the bad news that was already baked in, guys. Right. You know, I already know that we have high rates. I already know that we have a war with war Russia and Ukraine. China's upset. Mm-hmm. Balloons flying above the sky. Uh, the dollar is up, elevated. Right. Uh, credit quality is okay, at least in terms of high-yield credit. But uh, other than that, the VIX is at 1849. What's your take on... The market in terms of right now do you see that you know a possible bull trap coming with that chop do you think this was a bear trap i do i think that was a bear trap I'm trying to break down below that 200 day and chasing that mm-hmm. and then the put call ratios being elevated i tweeted about that mm-hmm. this is what you get you get a short squeeze look again we talked about this last week right remember we talked about the s p we talked about seasonality we talked about that low december low holding up particularly for the dow it's holding. So until that goes, you have to consider that we, we should go higher into April, into May, right? We should go higher. Now, if something changes, mm-hmm. we'll know and we'll trade it. And so we'll be we, ready. <laughs> we, we can't. We, but no, where bias is higher, obviously. The bias, is, the bias is higher as of this moment. Again, the, the, as of this moment being, look. Day to day, baby. The December low is holding. So yes. you we can talk. When that goes. Okay. If it were to go. All right. If that were to go, then we're going to have a different conversation. Sure. But as, again, you, re, you recheck 
the entire breakout, which we talked about last week, we were kind of yeah. hypothesizing that sure. right, that's what we were looking for, and it happened. And you got a big reversal off of that. So now, again, we should expect higher. Are you going to have down days? Yes. Are you going to have chop? Yes. So again, from a trading point of view, at least for now, for the next week, probably till we do the next podcast, get ready for that. So if you made money, if, especially if you're with us and you've been killing it, I would uh, I would start maybe looking to pull my risk back a little bit if you've been kind of naughty, going a little bit heavier than you should be. Right, one to four percent is what we, right. we recommend. But I mean, everyone's different. Right. Um, I would say tether temper expectations. The one thing yes. is that when you're doing well in anything, expectations go higher. Right. And another thing, whether you're an athlete, whether you're a trader, whoever. Yep. Guys, as Carl says, it's not easy. All right. No, it's not. You don't want to have, whenever you think you have it figured out, you don't. <laughs> the market just says, nope. The market's going to tell you, no, you don't. You're an idiot. So <laughs> just keep keep an open mind as always. Keep an open mind. Again, I'm telling you from experience that we should consider some chop and that's okay. That's normal. But is it really going to be excellent trading moving forward for the next week or two? Maybe not. Maybe. So again, unless something changes between now and Monday, and I don't think so because I think we revisit... Well, we have non-farm non payroll on Friday. Right. So I did have a video on YouTube that I did, yeah. and I expect us to get to the 20. And right into Powell speaking on Tuesday and Wednesday, maybe get a little volatility, yeah. maybe retest 4,000. Would you be a buyer at 4,000? I would like to see what happens at 4,000. Where the dollar is. I want to see if we go back to the 200. We might. Could be. We have a gap to fill. Where? Bring it up. Where what 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 take time look, frame? Take a look at the at the let's take see the hourly. Um, let me see here. We do on maybe maybe I was maybe you're thinking maybe you're thinking at SPX. Yes, bring that up. Go to the yeah yeah. I have a, oh, a slight gap to fill at thirty nine ninety one. Right. So let's go test that trend line. Again. But we also have one at forty eighty eight. All right. If you were to ask me, what's more likely to occur first? Yes. Four thousand. Okay. Four thousand. Fair enough. I mean, look. Can you? Can I get a chance to reload? Maybe. Well, I would want to see if I can. Absolutely. I mean, we just got to see how the music ends, right? Or the movie ends. Excuse mm -hmm. me. So, uh, would you be cool if I asked you some questions from Insta from our Instagram followers? Yes. All right, Nick. It's question time. Well, well let's call it uh, mail mail bag or mail time, whatever. Uh, this is from Instagram. Uh, I'm gonna give you a shout out on your handle with your question. So, thanks everybody that responded. This is from, this name is familiar, Carlos Garcia. Yes. Yes, Carlos Garcia BZ. I think I know who that is. When to start day trading as young adult? I'm assuming he's saying he's around 21 years old because that's what he okay. said. So what's some advice you give for someone who's in their 20s that want to get into this? Look, if you, there's a great book. It's called Trading Wizards. Okay. okay. It's a great book. I think everybody should pick it up. Anybody who starts in this business, you are going to fail in the beginning. You have to be humbled. The reason why is because you don't know what you're doing, okay? So you're gonna burn your capital out. The best thing is to have a mentor that shows you a system. If you're just trying to you know, do it willy-nilly and look at YouTube and stuff, look, you might learn some things, but it's not gonna be practical in a sense because you don't know how to put it together and you're dealing, you're, you have too many things that you're dealing with. So the, I think, in my opinion, if you're learning, if you're just starting out and you're trying to figure this out, if it's your first one to three years and you, you don't have a system that's consistent, where we talked about consistency last mm -hmm. week, 
You need a mentor. That will expedite the process. I'm not saying you can't figure it out on your own. Absolutely. You can. You can figure it out on your own. But it's going to be painful. Yeah, I mean, the pain is kind of that, you know, that metal on your shirt, you know. Mm-hmm. You wore that war metal, like, I blew this account, or I had a horrible trade. We all remember our worst trades. I know I do. Of course. Um, the advice I would give to this individual is to develop their system. Learn macroeconomics and why it's important. Um, again, let's just say if you don't want to have a mentor and that's completely fine. You don't have to. Um, stick with individuals or companies that explain things, that have a heart of a teacher, that are going to explain things on social media to make you understand. So you can get bits and pieces of that knowledge. Right, you can put it together. And you put own. it together on your own. And then you demo it. And you demo and see how well you do. Right. Keep in mind, training with capital is like cutting a piece of wood. Measure twice, cut once. Always. You should mm-hmm. always remember that. I know every, pretty much everyone's dad has said that when you're doing or when you're a wood shop. Mm-hmm. Measure twice, cut once. Well, when you're in demo, I want you to measure like you would regularly. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have the pain or the rewarding sensation of training live, obviously. But again, all we're doing is practicing your shot at the gym. Right. That's all we're doing. We're just working it out. So again, that would be my advice. Uh, let's go to the next uh, question here. We have here uh, from Daniel Siggy. SPS, XPX options, zero DTE. I don't know if his question is regarding should he do it or what's our thoughts into it. So let's go ahead and just say our thoughts on zero DTE trading. What what right. what are something in your look? If gambling, you, I see. Okay, if you want that, go to. If you want to do zero zero day expirations, go hit the tables, go yeah. to the casino and get your fix. All right, blackjack. Well, or, what's your game? You can play roulette if you want. No, you, we played blackjack. Before. Blackjack, I like blackjack. We got blackjack. Yeah. Well, blackjack they remember they have a strategy too. Yes, you do. But if you're trading zero day, listen. We're, we're, I'm not gonna do it. I'll just say that. I'll keep it that. Way. I, I'm not gonna do it because. You're risking capital and you have such a time constraint. You could be correct, but yes. you're going to be wrong. You could be wrong because <laughs> it's could not be wrong, But you could be right. You could be right. Yes. It does, the, 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 the thrill with the zero, uh, the zero DTs is just basically like, uh, you know, I want to get uh, a quick return. I want to maximize my return in the shortest time possible. Okay. Well, you're already coming into it. At least, again, this is just my opinion, guys. You, some people, this works. Right. I know people that trade zero DTs and they love it. Right. I'm not doing it. Okay. Why? Because I need time. I need time. I, I'm not going to put a time an unnecessary time constraint on myself if I don't have to. I'll say this. If you have a zero DTE strategy and it works for you, mm-hmm. go for it. Exactly. But here's, works, but here's my ahead. thing on zero DTE. The faster the money you think comes in is the faster money it goes. It's all about speed. Again, if you want to put it all in red, go for it. You want to put it all in black, go for it. The problem is that there's green, right? <laughs> on a roulette table. Right. It just seems, I just think zero DTE just adds unwanted pressure on yourself. Think of it this way. Have you ever played a, have you ever played Sonic the Hedgehog? Yes. Okay. And like the first, like, okay, I'm very, I'm 37. Okay. I used to have a second Genesis right. for all the young kids listening here. You probably don't know what the hell that is. Sega Genesis came out in the 90s, right? And when you played Sonic the Hedgehog, there was a water level. And then if you're if Sonic's underwater, you have a little timer for him to get air. And if he doesn't get air, he's like, you know, losing his mind. So at the end of the day, uh, the, the point is, you know, that timer is already clicking as you go. And that's just 
added pressure. It's just more and more. And, and it's not necessary, uh, in my opinion, just not necessary. I think there's other uh, ways to trade that is not as stressful or not so binary. I mean, God, do I have Why to- Why do you want to torture yourself? Do I have to trade where I'm down 50% within five seconds or I'm up 50% in 10 seconds? I mean, it just, uh, for me, maybe I'm just a little old, but I wouldn't want to do that. But that's just me though. But again, if it works for him, there, do it. We talked about this on the first podcast. If you have a strategy that yes. that works like that, and you're you're good at it, and you've able to you're able to establish and measure your consistency at it, I have no problem with that. Yeah, yeah. That, that to me, have at it. Yeah. But again, my personal take is, if you're trying to do this, I I, I wouldn't do it. But that's just me. Again, there are so many different ways to trade, guys. We've said this. So many ways to skin a cat. I can never knock anyone's strategy as long as it works and you understand it. Well said. That's it. Well said. All right, let's go to the next question here. This is from Patrick Fiesta. He asks, how to select a watch list pre-market? Um, depends Depends on uh, what, what you're, you're trying trading, to do. What you're trading, right? Yeah, it depends on what you're doing. Yeah, what you're uh, do. again, um, in options, I remember this was a very interesting statistic. I think it's 80% of options, stock options volume mm. comes from 10 stocks. Mm. So, so I would say your pre-market should at least include these. I'm going to just say these are my uh, watch list. I'm going to just give you a couple. SPY needs to be number one on your list. Number two is QQQ. This is the NASDAQ 100. Three would be IWM, small caps Russell, SPY being the S&P 500. Number four would be Tesla, which is probably one of the most highly traded Apple. options. You need to have Apple. Apple will be up there. Uh, the other one I like, I like AMD. I like AMD because they're tech. Tech tends to move. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's good if you're starting out. I think it's good to have kind of like uh, top ten. I like to say like have your tentacles out there, kind of at a feel for you. Have the banks, you have financials, you have some semis in there, you have some big cap tech in there, you have some uh, small caps in there, right. you have some Dow components in there. Sure. You know, don't limit yourself because you wanna, you know, at least be aware of really rotations, you wanna start to get a feel for, you know, what is actually taking place in the marketplace. Right, and if you ever wanna check pre-market, CNBC is free on their app, right. you can check it, look at it, yeah. marketwatch, uh, investing.com, there's tons of places where you already have pre-built right. what's moving pre-market, so you could sure. use that as well. Some high betas too. You want to right, right. Those. Just that, that's that. I think to have a well-rounded watch list, you want to just have at least uh, a few from each sector. Um, how about this one, Nick? Uh, let's go to the charts here. I got a question for DXY forecast. This is from YSL Jamie. So we're gonna go ahead and bring up the daily on the dollar. What is something that you see? Higher. You think the dollar's gonna go higher? Yes. Okay, so just for a little bit. Maybe what, one what's your target? Uh, I would say maybe uh, just shy of one hundred eight. One hundred eight. You think you're going to get to one hundred eight dollar? I do think so. I think maybe one hundred seven and seventy. We got a, we got a gap to take care of up there. So I do think we get there at some point. Do again. Right now it's bullish. If we start to break down below one hundred three, all right. Well, let's see. Maybe we go a little lower. But break I, down below one hundred four. You mean that's the twenty day moving average? Oh, I I, I don't. Know. One hundred four. So we yes, break we down one hundred four. We'd expect one hundred four. We want to see. Again, right now it's still bullish. Yes, you hit some resistance. We're gonna have some. You know, dollars gonna pull back probably a little bit, but mm -hmm. we gotta see what it's worth. What's my again? Forecasts are very general. You know, I, I what's your time frame? Is the point? Is the you know? I, but I would say, I would say the the dollar it will go higher. 
I, I'm going to go uh, opposite side of you, man. I'm going to say the dollar goes lower. We did hit 105 resistance. I think we break 104 below. The only thing is that we do have Fed Chair Powell. We also have NFP. Mm -hmm. So again, that could break higher. But yeah. in terms of what I expect for the end of the year, I definitely expect the dollar to break lower to around 100 to 99. By That's, the end of the year. If, is what yeah, I actually would go a little step further. I'll say by uh, Q3, we'll get there. Okay. I expect us uh, to dollar to go a little lower, obviously. Uh, but again, we kind of re we breached 102. We stayed around there around mid-February, and then it started soaring. That's where we got the weakness, seasonality. Same deal. I, I do expect stocks to go higher in March and April. The dollar will be a catalyst for that. Uh, we should hang around the 102 area, not 101. So that's my forecast on the dollar. Uh, in terms of resistance, I have 105.68 as resistance. We also have 106.45 as the 200-day. So that would probably be my max pain level mm -hmm. in terms of the dollar, the 200-day. But uh, I just don't see that happening unless we have a very, very strong uh, strong uh, jobs number on Friday. So that's what I'm seeing. Uh, let's go ahead and finish up here. Uh, one more question. Nick, are you ready for me? Sure. Question here is from 797RedLV. Okay. Swing trading strategies or setups for nine to five jobs that can't check screens all morning. What would you recommend to that person? Well, first of all, you got to have a system. So, I mean, look, I would say you need to have some. I always say this because I'm trying to cut the bullshit out. And, and you know, look, if you work a nine to five, you don't have screen time. So you're going to you, you have to have at least the way I look at it is if you know, if you have somebody that knows what they're doing, they can help you out and show you what to do. Right. You know, so, I mean, look, guys, I don't teach a whole lot, but if you guys need me, you guys can always reach out to us. Let me know. Um, I'm always in the office with Carlos. I, it's, it's hard to say how to create what he wants. You know, you got to meet with somebody and see, okay, well, you work a nine to five. Okay, so, you know, you need to learn trailing stops. You got to know, okay, what are the basics with how do I set up levels? How do I know things? You have to kind of develop that. And that, you know, to expedite the process, again... You gotta have somebody who knows what they're doing. Yeah, mentor helps, obviously. Um, I'm gonna go the other route. Let's say if you didn't want a mentor, this is where I I'm just kind of self self uh, you know kind of showing off, not showing off, self taught. No, not self taught. But I'm trying to say like kind of uh, showing showing the green here, I guess, in a sense where this is where you have a signal service that you can trust, and they do the legwork for you. Um, this is where you have alerts where they're sent to you with updates of the trade where they are, updates in the evening with a video telling you, hey, this is where we are, this is where we're going. So again, uh, that's where our signal group kind of helps out individuals who cannot spend time on the screen right, because because they have a blog that's gonna tell them yeah. and, and you put alerts here and there, you get a watch this for the week. Um, there's some that are very in, in tune to the market that they're all about, it they're, they're watching. Right, so I mean, I'll say this, if you're working nine to five, and it's a very, very demanding job, and you don't have a chance to even you look kids. at your phone, or you have kids or something, this may not be for you because this does take a lot of focus. Right. I don't wanna sit here and say, yeah, plug and play, no problem. It doesn't work that way. Come you need on. to put a little bit of effort where you're actually reading some of the stuff. And remember, what you put in is what you get. So kind of keep that as well in the back of your head, uh, depending on the job. Again, if you're working construction, more than likely it's not for you, but if you're working in an office, you know, yeah, probably. I mean, everyone's different. 
So kind of the strategy I would use if you're working nine to five and you don't have access to screens all day in terms of the market is to have a good team surrounding you, a good right. community that's going to give you the information that you need right. uh, to make your own decisions. Now, if sure. you're someone that needs handholding and you want to learn the weekend, that's where someone like Nick or our other teachers that can assist you kind of explain things as they go. So, uh, you know, the saying, ask for every seat, right? Right. So, I mean... Other than that, Nick, do you have any final thoughts for the week? How you feel? Okay, you, we've had a great week. What does Nick do after a strong week of trading? Well, this weekend, um, I'm going to relax a little bit, try right. to take my mind off things. Sure. Um, but the thing is, I, I have a, uh, you know, Sunday, I'm right back to it. Mm -hmm. So I have about, I have between tonight and tomorrow to relax. Good. And then I'm going to relax, you know, probably. Um, you know, go out with my girlfriend and, and that's it, you know, and then um, it's right back to it for me. Oh, here's my last question. Yeah, sure. What's in that cup right there you're drinking? We have some 1792. 1792 bourbon. Yes, we do. So here's my other question. Bourbon over whiskey? I'll take both. Take both? Yeah, I don't have a problem with give that. Me, give me, run to your head right now, three favorite. Three favorite, in terms of what? Liquor bourbon and uh, Bourbon and whiskey. You had to pick between those. I two. like seventeen ninety two bourbon. Bourbon. Yeah. Shout out to my uncle for putting me on that. It's a good um, drink. I love it. Whiskey. I mean, I'm not really. Uh, we don't advocate, you know, alcoholism. I'm, Obviously, I'm, we're just having fun. I'm not uh, very, you know. You're not a word? savant. I'm, You're not a connoisseur. When it comes to that, man, I mean, just just hit me off with a cup, man. Jack Daniels. No I, problem. I, that'll do. Tennessee whiskey. Baby. That'll do. Listen, you're, I'll, I'll tell you this, Nick. You know, for a very smart, intelligent person, you're pretty humble when it comes to your liquor. <laughs> you're a humble guy when it comes to that. Ain't no Cristal in here. No, this guy ain't drinking Remy Martin, no. Ace of Spades. No. He's like, you know what? Just give me the barrel there that they have at ABC Liquors. Yeah, I'll, I'll drink it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Again, guys, you know, we're human beings. We're not robots. Mm -hmm. You know, having a little drink after a great week. I mean, who could fault us for that? So I hope you guys got a little something in your cup. I hope you guys enjoy your weekend. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Nick, always a pleasure. Thank you again for your time. Thank My you name sir. is Carlos Garcia, founder and CEO of Gar Capital. Nick, uh, is there any way, if someone had a question, yeah. they could email you? Do you have an email sure. address? They can email me. Uh, the email is Nick D, right? My first name, D, and uh, at uh, Nick D, G A R Capital at gmail.com. That's Nick you can always D. Send me a DM or email, whatever. Yeah, yeah, and also on Discord for the members, they could DM you yeah. too, and your students always talk to you. So Yeah, the guys that, that I have, they always. They, everyone wants to talk to you, Nick. Even the podcast wants to talk to you. So you're, you're, you're a busy guy. He's famous. What can I say, ladies and gentlemen? He's a famous man. Guys, we're going to enjoy our weekend. We hope you enjoy yours. Thank you so much again for joining us for the podcast. Always fun. Answer some questions. Talked about the market. Sure. Talked about what liquor you like. And yes. how, what of a humble guy you are. And also, make a system. Have a system. Have a system. That you know that works. That works. And the only way to know if it works is if you can measure it and you have consistency. That's it. Wise words from a wise man. Have a great rest of your weekend. We'll catch you guys on the next video or on Monday for the Morning Note with me on YouTube. That's right. Never ends, baby. We'll see you guys later.